podcast, Cheese and Wine. So this month is Hispanic Heritage Month, and I thought, why not celebrate with an episode of How I Grew Up in the Rio Grande Valley? If you didn't know, I was born and raised in the Rio Grande Valley, which is literally the most southmost part of Texas that borders Mexico and the U.S., but before we jump into this roller coaster of Tex-Mex culture I grew up in, I wanted to get a gorge-themed Hispanic wine. So I was looking at HEB and saw that they had this 55 Gartas wine, and I was so excited to try it because it has like a little Loteria-themed card on it. Super, super cute. But... I got this wine and obviously popped it open and it is so bad. I can't even believe it. I was so excited about it. I got a cab. It is disgusting. It tastes like buck spray if I ever tasted buck spray. And I'm just so upset that it tastes so bad. So, you know what? Hispanics can't re- I don't know. Do we make wine? Do we make wine? I just know we're real big. We know how to make tequila, but like, listen, don't get this wine. So for substitution, I have a Shaw Trader Joe's red blend. And I wish I could say, you know, better things about the other one, but I'm not a liar. You know, I got to be honest. So salut, guys. Cheers. Well, growing up in the valley, El Valle, Puro 956, we were all pretty secluded to other cultures and realities really of the real world. So we all pretty much did the same thing all the time, which included a barbecue and inviting everyone every weekend. And I remember literally every weekend at my grandma's having all my cousins and my uncles barbecuing fajitas and chicken and having rice and beans and guacamole with like tons of lime and that's on period like literally lime is life on everything like I literally put it on rice beans chicken anything and I used to also put like jalapeno like juice, like squeeze the jalapeno juice out of the jalapeno onto my like barbecue chicken, which gave it a nice kick. And sometimes I really don't like to buy a lot of wine. I mean, lime, obviously I got wine in my mind. I don't like to buy a lot of lime, so I've adopted trechas and tajin, and I literally, that's the weirdest stuff to do but I put that on rice I put that on chicken I put that in beans I put that in my fideo I am all about that trechas tajin life so if you haven't tried it don't knock it till you try it just giving you some advice so like at our barbecues we used to have like these huge ice chests with like beers and capri suns and we knew not to joke and grab one of those um, beers because there was a chancla literally everywhere and like my grandma would really never spank us but she'd always yell and pretend like she was bending down to get the chancla as a threat like she'd always be like do you want me to get the chancla like and she would bend down so we knew not to play because not only 
she didn't spank us, but we were more scared of our like uncles and like our parents because they would not, they would embarrass us in front of everybody. So we tried to not joke about the beers in the ice chest. We would grab our Capri Suns and head out. And like, speaking of grandmas, like aren't grandmas just like freaking life? Like grandmas to Hispanics are literally angels, like literally angels. Like I even had older cousins who were really really like they suck like they're really bad sorry if you're listening um and she'd still be like such an angel to them she would slide them 20 dollar bills when they would come visit her which always had me like confused like how come you reward me with a raspa for good behavior but you give them money for like being a hot mess it it boggled my mind until i realized Raspas are like the literal bomb. Like if you've not had a raspa, and I'm not talking a snow cone, get out of here. I'm not talking a snow cone. I'm talking a full-fledged valley Hispanic Mexican raspa. Like, oh, like, oh my. There's this place in Wessico. This is, this is totally out, like not in the realm. There's a place in Wessico in the valley called Margo's, I believe. And it's like a little baby like shack. They have the best, some of the best, I would say the best, the best raspas. I get like a coconut cream raspa. Mmm. Oh boy, I'm hungry for a raspa now. <laughs> but like after school, my grandma used to take me and my cousins um, to get to like a raspa stand and we would get raspas every day after school if we behaved. And it pissed my grandpa off because she'd spend too much money on us like every day for raspas and then one day he came home with a raspa machine and syrups and we like almost passed away we were so dead from the fact that my grandpa who was like very tough around the edges let me tell you he's very strict he hated our voices he was like ew why are y'all here he forgot that we were there every day but my grandpa when he brought that we were like Oh my God, he really does love us. This guy loves us. And I mean, then we realized that, you know, no, it was because he was actually trying to save money, but he does still love us, but it was mostly to save money, which makes sense. Like, of course, ew, we were losers. We were annoying. So yeah, save that money, grandpa. And because we're on topic of raspas, in the Valley, we have certain delicacies but specifically, um, where I'm from, we have, like, Lada's Bakery. Catch me outside of Lada's Bakery after church whenever I'm there. Like, I will be there waiting for my ginger pig and my mollete and my pumpkin empanada. Don't play with me. That's where I'm at. Also, literally, like, any Mexican restaurant or Las Vegas cafe where they give me the most greasy enchiladas that are guaranteed Choro Nation for me specifically. Specifically me. Not a lot of people are made like me. And you know, the process to get to Choro Nation is gorgeous. Like, Choro Nation is not, right? Like, that's, that Choro is not cute. Like, that's painful. It's not okay. But what you did to get there is so worth it. I mean. I will take a greasy enchilada from any place 
in the valley any day. Actually, anywhere, honestly. And maybe not anywhere, but like here in Houston, I've had some greasy enchiladas. And do I love it? I love it. I love it. Does it give me choro? Yeah. But I still love it. I'm about that. But above all those delicacies of the valley, we have hot Cheetos with cheese. I don't care what none of y'all say. The Valley started that shit. I'm talking to you, Laredo and El Paso. For sure, San Antonio needs to sit down because all their ideas come from us because they don't know what they're doing. But Hot Cheetos with Cheese was literally the epitome of delicacies to us in the Valley. We love that. I crave it sometimes here in Houston. I'm like, oh my God, like... I could totally just make it, but I don't want to make it. I want to go to a little stand and get it, right? So, like, even in school, my mom wouldn't give me money to, like, buy snacks. So, I was a little, like, little drug addict at school being like, hey, can I borrow 50 cents? Like, I would ask everybody. Like, sometimes I wasn't even good friends with those people, and I was like, hey, can I borrow 50 cents? I was always asking everybody for, I don't even know if I paid everybody back, but... I think I did, but I would always go, can I borrow 50 cents? Because I needed to have a freaking, my fix on hot Cheetos with cheese at school. And like once the actual hot Cheeto chips were like eaten, I would like squeeze. And I know if you guys think this is gross, you did, and you haven't tried it, don't act like you've never done this or you wouldn't do this. I would squeeze like as if like I had like already done up toothpaste, like squeeze all the excess cheese all the way to the top and just like suck that dry. Like I was so, like it was like red cheese by then. Like it was like stained. It was a mess. Like, and that's honestly, that's probably why my tripas are all messed up because all I did was eat hot Cheetos with cheese almost every day. I mean, if I had 50 cents, I ate it. And if I borrowed 50 cents, I ate it. So yeah, I think that might be the culprit of why I have, you know, issues. And you guys would be so surprised. But this is, like, real life because in here in Houston, like, I tell non-Hispanics about this, like, hot Cheetos with cheese. And they actually freak out with these, like, hot Cheetos and cheese talks. They're, like, they one, they think that's so random and, like, why would, like, where did somebody come up with that? And, like, why would you eat it? Like, that sounds disgusting. But, like, it's a concoction that's genius. I mean, the Hot Cheetos was actually made from a janitor that was Mexican. Genius. Um, and whoever came up with this concoction is a genius because it is addicting. I don't know how, like, how we can stop that track, but it's addicting. And I don't want it to stop, honestly. Like, people who have never been to the Valley or, like, don't ever, like, know anybody from the Valley in general, they don't know that there are Valley people with, like, stained hot Cheeto fingers. And I'm talking, like, the red from the hot Cheetos have stained the finger of, the fingers of whoever is eating them. And I won't lie that I've, I've not been, I have been one of them. Like, I won't lie about it. I have had some stained Hot Cheeto fingers. Is it gross? Yeah. Was it worth it? Duh. So, yeah, people don't know that we're out here with stained hot Cheeto fingers, but it's life. So, let's cheers to our hot Cheeto and cheese fam. Cheers, guys. 
And if you haven't tried the delicacy of a hot Cheeto and cheese bag, I suggest in your life you try that out and get a little bitty red stained finger for once. So growing up, I wasn't into like the party or get drunk scene. You know, one, I was like terrified of my my mom and I just did not want to get in trouble. And I still felt like, okay, I still felt cool, like not doing those things. So I wasn't into it, but we'd go to Sonic all the time and grab slushies or grab Whataburger, go play rock band at our friend's house. Like that may sound like lame to people who partied in high school, but it was so fun. And one time... After a dance, we showed up to a girl from our school's house um, after one of the school dances, and we got there, and they were, like, boiling or, like, doing something. I would—I'm—I'm hunch—I know it was drugs in her kitchen, and me and my friends were like, nope, like, we want a Whataburger in our dresses, and so, like— Uh, You know, we just were like, let's be spontaneous. Like, honestly, in the valley, me and my friends were like, let's be spontaneous and let's go to this party. And we knew the girl. We knew she was crazy. Um, We knew all the people were crazy that were probably going to go there. And I mean crazy, like, they would, like, party every weekend and just get, like, drunk and crazy. And so we decided, like, let's be rebels. Let's just check it out. Yeah, we were too scared. We knew in our souls we were not those people. So good thing, you know, we had a good head on our shoulders. But, you know, I was lucky to be raised in a place where I felt safe and secure with who I was, with being myself. And um, in my small city, I knew a lot of people, but I still felt very secure with who I was. And that's what I really loved most about being raised there was that I didn't feel scared or weird to be myself And I loved it. In high school, I was part of this group called National Hispanic Institute where we would, like, train or, like, practice at this close university to debate with, like, other Hispanics in the state that were our age. And that was my first experience working um, with fresas. And it definitely prepared me for the college fresas because some of them actually went to my college. And, like, in my high school, like, we didn't really have fresas. I, I, don't, I don't even know. Th- I don't think we had any fresas because usually the fresas went to, like, private schools. And so I didn't ever really know them unless I was at shopping at the mall. And they would have, like, these walkie-talkies at the malls. It would be like, Gavi, Venaki, like, okay, like, my boy. Like, they would just be on these little walkie-talkies. Let me tell you. I <laughs> Still to this day, I have no idea what the hell they were doing walkie-talkies. Yeah, and I wasn't even concerned. I was just like, oh, my God, here's a fresa. I wasn't concerned. Like, why do they use walkie-talkies? I have no idea to this day. Wow, interesting. But, yeah, I had that was the only interaction I ever had was the fresas with walkie-talkies at the malls. Um, but... These fresas I met in this um, National Hispanic Institute. And, you know, if you don't know what a fresa is, it is a very rich, maybe they're not that rich, but they're richer than me. I mean, a lot of people are richer than me, but they're very rich um, Mexico Mexicans. Maybe some were born in the United States, but a lot of them are just 
like pretty much they're Mexican and they're very stuck up but some are actually very cool and when I say some I'm giving you a very hard some like some are cool and so that's okay but they did go to my college some of them and when I went to college then I was like whoa there's fresas and so then I met the some that were cool. There I met the some that were cool. And it was and it was a great experience to learn about Valley Fresas. And, you know, we kind of get a sense of, like, camaraderie when, like, you see people from the valley. And even if they're fresas or grew up kind of differently than you, it just still feels a lot like, yay, we're from the valley, 956, what up? So I loved that part, too, even though I was, like, not on that walkie-talkie game. <laughs> And oh my god, I almost forgot to share the story of me being in a Tejano music video. Yes, I was in a Tejano music video in fifth grade, I believe. I was in a Tejano music video by Grupo Control called Ay Amor. It was like, Ay Amor, Ay Amor. I don't know the song. I just know that part, right? So, um, I was in it, and, like, my family was so impressed. My uncle recorded that shit on VHS, and and it wasn't like I auditioned for anything. Like, I just went to Catholic school, and then these people, like, went to my Catholic school, and they're like, hey, can we do a music video here? Um, they knew, like, people that were, like, their vocal coaches. Actually, my best friend's mom knew them, um, and then our parents just signed a waiver, and there it, there we were. And I, you know, the only reason that I was, like, pretty much, like, vi- like you could see me, you could, I was, like, v- viewed right there in the front, was because I was just small. And not because I was cool, but, like, I was really small. But did, did I not get it? I was getting it. I was working my stuff. I was like, do you guys want to see this? Because if I'm going to be on the camera, watch me <laughs> I was nuts. I was crazy, but there the music video does exist. It's like very hard to find though, but I'm getting it, guys. And I was like 11 and I didn't care. I did not play, but I was in a Tejano music video in the valley. Yes. It's actually a very funny story to tell people that I was in a music video in the valley. Um, however, there are music videos in the valley circulating of these vatos and these like really nasty girls that give the valley and music videos from there a really bad name. And I think they're called like, oh my God, and here I am promoting them, but I am not promoting them to like be like, they're good. I'm promoting them to say like, ew, but they're like called the valley's most hated. I can concur with that because I was like, what? Ew. I mean, I can't even believe this is it. It's, it's existing without being a joke. And to me, I was having a good time laughing at it. Like, they got these fools' bed frame broken. And he has, like, a mop in the sink, the kitchen sink, guys, and hot Cheetos on the ground. And it looks like it smells like batas. Like, straight up smells like batas. I, I'm not there. But and do I know how it smells? No, but it looks like it smells like patas for sure. It's gross. And then they have like marijuana bags, and they even go so far, they even put that they were sponsored by Hot Cheetos. But like the mop in the sink won't even sponsor them. Like, are you kidding me? I hope Hot Cheetos sues. I hope Chester 
sues them because that is so weird. It's gross. I would not want to be associated with them. And so, you know, here I am being like, toot toot, the valley. And then the we got the valley's most hated. No. It's so gross. If you guys do get a chance to watch it, it's really funny to read the comments because everybody's just hating on them. It's so gross. And the fact that they're just like, here's my bag of marijuana. Cute. And they even flash a gun. Oh my god, it's really freaking psycho. There are a lot of people who think the valley is really poor and with a lot of cholos. And while that may be true, there is a lot of nostalgia there for me and great, fun people. And growing up Hispanic has made me proud of the people that made me the way I am today. My grandpa, my dad's dad, was the first Hispanic dentist to practice in Harlingen in the Valley. And my grandma, my mom's mom, was a player of one of the first female baseball teams in the Rio Grande Valley. Strong people are made from the Valley, and I'd like to pretend I am one of them. I'm very proud of my Hispanic roots and my Mexican heritage. And there was a point when I was younger where I was like, ew, the Valley sucks. We don't even have Starbucks. Like, we don't have anything here. Like, our Target sucks. Ew. But now, you know, being in a bigger city and being with a ton of different cultures, I am definitely proud to be in the culture that I'm in and I'm so proud to be where I am from and then from the 956 the valley let's cheers for all the strong Hispanic people who built us raised us made us the people that we are today happy Hispanic Heritage Month cheers yum I recently donated to the Martinez Street Women's Center in San Antonio that provides transformative community health services, youth development programs, and advocacy opportunities that empower women and girls of color. If any of y'all could donate to a charity that helps Hispanic youth or the underserved community in your area this month, it'll make you feel really great, I promise. I hope you guys who are Hispanic have a great Hispanic Heritage Month and really seep into your roots and have some nostalgic moments. If you're not Hispanic, still celebrate us. We love to party. Mi casa su casa. It's really great to learn about different cultures. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheese Man Wine. Please rate the podcast five stars and follow and subscribe to the channel. Once again, wear your masks and elections are coming up, so get invested on being part of the change. Let me know on Instagram if there's any cheese may you're ready to hear about because y'all know I got it. <laughs> I look forward to chatting with you guys soon.